everyone, and welcome to Heads Up, the weekly podcast of the National Headache Foundation. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weitzel. I'm the founder of the Facebook group Migraine Nation. I'm a migraine strategist, and I'm a chronic daily migraine survivor. I am here today with Dr. Tim Smith. He is a regular here on Heads Up. Hello, Dr. Smith. How are you today? Hi, doing well. Thanks. So Dr. Smith is the CEO of Study Metrics Research. He does a lot of clinical trials in migraine. He is also the vice president of the National Headache Foundation. And he is here this week. You probably saw him last week. He's here again this week because we are doing part two of our series on emerging therapies. We are talking about all the new medicines that are coming out for us. And um, there were a lot of them last week. So go back and watch the episode if you didn't see it. We are moving on to the second half this week. So today, we are going to be talking about the oral G-pants that are coming out. And there are three under investigation that we're going to be talking about. We're also going to talk about an IV anti-CGRP therapy. And then we're going to talk about a couple combination therapies, meaning when there's more than one medicine put together into one drug. And then we're going to talk about one uh, therapy that's a little bit standoff on its own. Uh, last week, we talked about a whole load of therapies that didn't fall into these categories. So definitely go back and check that out. Um, before we start, um, I'm hoping Dr. Smith can tell us a little bit about who these medicines have been tested in and who they haven't been tested in. Right. Right, Lindsay. So all of the medications we're going to be talking about today and the ones we talked about last week have all been uh, tested for patients with migraine. Uh, migraine with and without aura. Um, we know that a lot of our viewership will uh, be interested in other headache subtypes like cluster headache and, and post-traumatic headache or new daily persistent headache and others. Um, and we wish we had data to share on these. Uh, perhaps some of these treatments might be studied for those entities down the line, but, but as it stands right now, uh, it's migraine. And the fact of the matter is there are are between 30 and 40 million migraine sufferers, and and that's a are, are the biggest uh, volume of patients with need. And it's not that we're trying to, or, uh, you know, ignore uh, these other very important uh, uh, headache subtypes, um, but it's this is just where we started, and and we have uh, data and potential indications for all of these treatments. Perhaps there'll be more work uh, that'll be done. I know some is planned for some of these entities to look at other. Uh, uh, disabling headache disorders, but what we're going to be talking about today will just be migraine and migraine data. Right. So when we use the word migraine, uh, we want to make sure we give a shout out to, you know, all the headache disorders National Headache Foundation reaches out to and represents all the headache disorders. Uh, the reason we are using the word migraine today is because that's who uh, was studied in these cases. So uh, we are going to start uh, we're going to talk about the G-pants first. So I think the best thing to do is to define G-pant. Tell us what G-pants are, please. Sure. So the G-pants, uh, they, they're called that because that's the sort of the suffix or the, the, the common part of the name for all of them. It's Ubrogipant, uh, Remagipant, and Etogipant. So it's just like triptans or sumatriptan and so on. Uh, it's kind of a funny sounding name, but that's, you know, we, we didn't pick that. It's a scientific nomenclature that, that uh, dictated that. 
so the GPANTs are a class of drugs that block uh, what we call calcitonin gene-related peptide. Many migraine sufferers who have kept up with the literature are going to recognize that uh, right away. That's the infamous CGRP. And we know that CGRP is uh, involved at all stages of migraine uh, pathology production. So if you think of something that is involved in producing migraine, be it inflammation of the, the lining around the brain or the blood vessels or the swelling of the blood vessels or the enhanced pain transmission, CGRP is a major player in all of those um, areas. So naturally, if you block that effect, then you're going to see results in migraine. And that's what the clinical trials have borne out. Uh, the where people are most familiar with CGRP is the, are the monoclonal antibodies that are marketed now, uh, the, the Amovig, Imgality, and Ajovi uh, that are used as preventives. And so this GPAT class, uh, uh, the at least the initial uses of the GPATs will be as uh, uh, treatments for acute therapy, uh, that is to turn off a migraine that has started or is starting and uh, these are the differences. They, are be, they will be orally uh, administered. They're what we call small molecular weight entities. And that means you can give them by mouth and they'll get absorbed into the bloodstream, whereas the antibodies have to be administered by an injection. So the advantages of the GPATs as a class uh, would be that they don't have any vascular activity. That means they don't cause blood vessel constriction. So they would be safe for people with heart and uh, uh, heart attack and stroke risk factors are people with past history of vascular disease, old heart attacks, old strokes, those kinds of things, patients with that history. And there's about two and a half million of them in the country that have migraines. So they're precluded from taking the gold standard, which is unfortunate. But now with the G-Pants and some of the other treatments, they will be able to have a migraine-specific treatment and not just have to rely on NSAIDs and opioids right. and the like. Okay. So that's the story on GPANT, so we can talk about the individuals. Uh, right. Okay, so that's our GPANT background. Let's start by with our first GPANT, which is UbroGPANT. It's also known as UbrelV. This one uh, is already approved by the FDA. It's one of the few things we are going to talk about that's already been approved and hopefully we'll see it in pharmacies soon. Um, so please tell us just a little bit about that. You've already given us an overview, but what makes Ubrelvi special? So for Ubrelvi, as you mentioned, it is FDA approved. That it, It's past muster as far as the FDA review is, is concerned. Uh, and the sponsor company, which is Allergan, needs to get it into the pharmacies, which I understand should occur sometime next week or the next week. So uh, people can look forward to uh, having access to it. This is a, um, the Ubrelvi uh, molecule is uh, marketed, is gonna be marketed in a tablet form. It's gonna be available in two strengths, 50 and 100 milligram tablets. And it'll be for the acute uh, abortive care of, of a migraine, that is a migraine that's coming on or has started, you can turn it off with, with a dose of Ubrelvi. Uh, it can be repeated if you're not getting better after a couple of hours. And uh, this uh, has, as we mentioned, the advantages of being able to be used in patients who don't get results from triptans or maybe precluded from taking triptans or just had side effects from them. 
you know, and um, uh, this will give us a lot of uh, uh, more flexibility and fulfill a, a, uh, an unmet need that we still have, despite uh, the high and highly effective nature of the triptan drugs. Okay, so that is one that you can go to your doctor and ask for uh, very soon. We we uh, we have that almost now. In a couple of weeks, it'll be available to us. Uh, and like you, Brelvi, uh, there's another G pant called Remagepant, and it is an oral G pant, and it's for the acute treatment of migraine. It is also uh, it up and coming, but it's not yet FDA approved. Um, there, it is a little different. Uh, in its delivery. Can you tell us what's unique about this one? Yeah, so Remagepant, uh, uh, it's, it's a very, you know, another of uh, the G-Pants uh, has the same advantages of, uh, you know, side effects and tolerability. Side effect profile is very, very low. But the, the thing that stands out that's a lot different for Remagepant is that it's going to be marketed in, in uh, an orally disintegrating tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be something that melts in the mouth, under the tongue, or on the tongue, and uh, leads to a rapid onset of action uh, for most people who take it. Uh, so all the advantages we talked about before, and the distinctive difference is it's only going to be available in one dose, 75 milligrams. Uh, the dose is one dose in 24-hour period, uh, and... Um, Rescue doesn't appear to be necessary. They have good data that goes out from four to eight hours to 24 and 48 hours. Uh, so uh, it looks like that could potentially for many patients would be a one and done uh, dosing strategy. Um, and uh, all of the other advantages of the GPANT class, uh, very low side effect profile, very high degree of tolerability uh, and uh, it's also great for people with severe nausea because it disintegrates in your mouth. You don't really have to swallow it with water, correct? Should be good. Yeah, it does not require water. Uh, I guess the other thing I'll mention about the G-Pants, and this goes for the Ubrelvi uh, discussion as well, is that uh, we don't, uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be concern of, over uh, medication overuse headache okay. bound. Uh, for this class. We don't have any data to suggest that's going on. Uh, I think they're going to have a more in-depth analysis of the long-term open-label studies for both of those compounds that'll sort of address that issue a little bit more. But no cardiac side effects, no medication overuse, headache side effects, no issues with the so-called serotonin syndrome. You know, a lot of advantages for the G-Pants, and and we're looking forward to having those out there and uh, letting patients try them for the acute treatment of migraine. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on. Those, both of those, uh, Ubrelvi and Remagepant, uh, were for acute migraine uh, treatment. We're going to move on to one that's for prevention. This one is still a GPAN. It's called a Tojapant, um, but this is for migraine prevention, and that makes it a little bit unique. Uh, so can you please tell us about a Tojapant? Sure. Uh, so Atojapant is uh, it's uh, different. It's sort of a chemically modified entity. Uh, the other GPANT uh, uh, precursor molecules, and uh, the advantage is it's uh, more uh, specifically designed to be taken daily as a preventive, and that's why the way Atojapant has been studied. There are more studies ongoing. Uh, and we expect those will wrap up over the balance of this calendar year, perhaps. 
and be submitted for FDA consideration next year. Uh, the acute ones we mentioned, Ubrelby is already marketed uh, or approved for marketing, should be on the market within a week or two. Remedjapan, I don't know if I mentioned, but it's it's before the FDA and we expect uh, approval on that at least by the month of February. Atojapan will be longer and that's the preventive one that you just introduced. Uh, it'll be a daily uh, medication for migraine prevention, high degree of tolerability, great uh, you know results on liver enzymes and things like that so far. It appears to be highly safe. The effectiveness rates should be uh, good and, and there's some data that's been presented on some trials with it. Uh, and uh, so we'll just have to wait and see uh, once those data have been submitted to the FDA, it'll be a, be a year. So we're hoping before the end of 2021, we'll see that. And it blocks CGRP. It's a small molecular weight. So it's potentially could do the same job as a preventive by blocking CGRP. And then uh, I'll just say the, the remedipant molecule that we talked about for acute therapy, right. he's looking at an, uh, a, a swallow tablet for that to be, potentially be used as preventive also. And their current scheme they're using in the clinical trials is every other day dosing. Oh, okay. We'll see. That's that still has a little ways to go in in the um, in the development process, but we could have uh, two oral uh, G pants for um, acute therapy, and we could have a couple of oral G pants for prophylaxis uh, within the next couple of years as well. So pretty exciting stuff. We love the 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 profile of these uh, of these uh, new medications. The safety and everything is going to be impeccable. So we're really excited about that. Okay, that is exciting. So basically, uh, just to review, because there is so much information here, basically what Dr. Smith just said is even though we introduced Remedjapant, which will be available very soon, possibly as soon as the end of February, as an acute therapy, they it is being tested also as a preventative therapy that you would only have to take every other day. Uh, Atojapant, which was the one we just talked about, uh, will not be out as soon, and it is being... Uh, Address is only a preventive therapy. Um, so the next one we're going to talk about is not a GPANT, but it does work on the CGRP pathway. It is a CGRP blocker, and what makes this one unique is it is delivered intravenously, meaning IV, but it is only delivered quarterly, four times a year. So can you this? And it also has really promising data. I love hearing about this one. So can you talk to us about a timesimab? Sure. So eptanazumab. Is, oh, I said it wrong. Sorry. Eptanazumab. I, yeah, eptanazumab is uh, it's uh, the it's before the FDA, so the data already been submitted, and we understand that they could make a judgment on that within the next month or two. So we're hopeful before the end of February uh, there will be an announcement made uh, about this uh, this drug being approved. It fits into the category of CGRP monoclonal antibodies. So this would be in the same category with the marketed drugs of Amovig, Mgavi, and Ajovi. Uh, the difference being, as you pointed out, that this would be an IV administered medication. So patients would have to come to a center uh, unless somebody could deploy a home IV service or something. I, you know, that will be uh, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. But in, in the studies, the patients uh, would come to the clinic and uh, come in quarterly, every three months, get a, an IV started, 
get the medication infused over about 30 minutes or less, and then the IV discontinued and they could, you know, get up and walk out and drive home and go back to work or whatever else they wanted to do. Uh, it's highly tolerated, uh, but has good numbers on migraine prevention, which is its, uh, um, its main focus. And that's what the FDA is reviewing at this moment. And if it gets approved, it'll be for migraine uh, prevention. But the interesting data I think you were alluding to is that um, patients that take an infusion of this medication, their, uh, their likelihood of having a migraine on day two is cut by somewhere around 35% or more. So that means that for many patients, it kicks in that quickly. And we're used to, to the history of taking preventive medications that may take weeks or months to kick in and have their effect. And uh, there will undoubtedly be some patients who will be better right away. And mm-hmm. as we saw patients who came back and they said, I was better that first week. And we were going like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> just, yeah seeing that from a preventive medication, but it, it turned out that uh, the statistical analysis showed it to be true. And so we're, we're really excited about this. This could be something that could not only give patients good preventive care, but it may kick in right away. So patients that are having frequent emergency room visits or, you know, are uh, just can't uh, breathe, they're using all of their acute medications regularly. Um, they, they could potentially take a, a, an IV infusion of this and be immediately better with the, you know, certainly within that day. And there's a study going on right now that's looking at effectiveness within two hours, you know, so patients come in with a, with a, a migraine going on and take the infusion. And if it works out, if the data proves that it's effective in that way, then they could potentially get relief within an hour or two and then that would be maintained for three months. So they can mm-hmm. headache go away. And then the subsequent occurrences of headache be much reduced. Uh, so we're pretty excited about it. The, the thing about the IV administration is 100% of the drug body where it's needed. None is lost. And uh, so it, it's a very efficient uh, way of doing it. There's no wastage of the medication. And uh, it's highly predictable. So, you know, some people may, you give them an injection or they take a drug by mouth, they may or may not get the right absorption. And there's a range of, of, the, of how much drug gets absorbed. With an IV administration, you know that 100% of that dose is getting the blood. That's exactly straight where it's going. Right. And maybe why we get those early onsets of results with the, with the studies. Uh, but uh, the same can be, uh, the 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 what we've seen with the other uh, CGRP monoclonals, a high degree of safety, low degree of side effects, high degree of effectiveness in preventing migraine. They they all will show up with this uh, with this drug as well. So we're anxiously awaiting uh, it getting to the market. Okay, I do find that data very exciting, and you're right. I was talking about the short-term data. It's quick onset uh, at you know 24 hours or possibly even you know, even sooner, people getting better. So I find that very exciting. So we're going to move on um, to a couple combination therapies. And what I mean by that is that in one drug, um, some companies have put two different medications together in order to combat different uh, side effects or problems related to migraine. The first one is ASX07. um, And it is an oral medication 
And it is rhizotryptan or max salt mixed with uh, sort of like a superhero strength anti-inflammatory is the way I like to put it. So uh, can you talk to us about that a little bit? Sure. So it's, uh, as you mentioned, rhizotryptan, which the the active ingredient in max salt, mm-hmm. uh, a, a chemical called meloxicam, which is in the marketed uh, anti-inflammatory Mobic is the brand name that it's in. And so it's kind of sort of some of the viewers may be familiar with Trexamet, uh, which is a marketed combination pill of uh, sumatriptan um, and naproxen, mm-hmm. so the, the triptan with the anti-inflammatory. So this is kind of a, a newfangled version of, of that concept. The difference being that rhizotriptan, a little different uh, look, uh, as it turns out from the triptan standpoint, some people tolerate it better than sumatriptan, and some people get better effects. So it's just another option. And the Mobic or, or Meloxicam, I should say, uh, being the anti-inflammatory, boosts the effectiveness of the triptan. So it's like getting a combined drug effect, uh, you know, all in one tablet. Mm-hmm. The unique thing is that uh, this this uh, tablet uses a patented. Uh, uh, absorption enhancer that the pharmaceutical company has uh, discovered and cre- or has created and is bring, trying to bring to the marketplace. And what that does is gets at least the meloxicam component of the tablet absorbed much more quickly, so it kicks in a lot faster. And as you mentioned, that's it's kind of like a super NSAID or a super ibuprofen kind of thing. So combining that with the rhizotriptan, rhizotriptan uh, in, at least in theory, and as we see in the study results, uh, does lead to uh, uh, some better results. And I'll mention that, uh, and people can look this up online because this study's been published. Uh, they've, they've studied uh, the combination drug, uh, not only against placebo, but against rhizotriptan or, or the Maxalt drug alone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they studied it in a population of patients that were had a history of being refractory to treatments. So these are people that don't respond well to the usual ab- abortive medications. And what they saw was that the, uh, the drug statistically, the combination drug statistically, their formulation of it outperformed uh, not only placebo, but also rhizotriptan alone. So that's, that's an interesting concept. And, and uh, I think it... it stands the test uh, against, uh, you know, these uh, controlled clinical trials. So that's good news. And it helps us have a little more confidence around, you know, how effective this uh, might be for some people. Um, So we're going to move on to another one that's a combination medication. This one is called CLH1T. Uh, It is kind of cool because it's going to combat your migraine and your nausea is the goal. And so uh, they put together a tryptian and an anti-nausea medication. So talk to us about this one really quick. Sure. So, yes, and this is uh, marketed, or uh, not marketed, it's a studied uh, combination product that's being looked at by a company called Charleston Laboratories. Mm -hmm. Uh, What they are doing is uh, looking at uh, the studies are, uh, have been completed, but the data is not completely out yet uh, for us. Um, But uh, some early results have been reported. And uh, what it is, is a combination of uh, sumatriptan, or the active ingredient in Imitrex, and a compound called uh, promethazine, which is the active ingredient in Phenergan. 
and many of our viewers will have used anti-nausea medicines to treat the nausea component of their headache. Mm -hmm. Migraine sufferers who take a, 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 um, an anti-nausea medicine like that can get some partial pain relief as well. So, so combining it with the triptan, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense. Gets kind of two of the major symptoms uh, or more with one dose. Um, the other thing that's unique about the formulation is this company also has an absorption enhancer that they've incorporated into the anti-nausea medicine, which enables them to use a smaller dose and uh, get better blood levels with it. And I'll also mention that most of us who practice headache medicine know that if you give an anti-nausea medicine uh, with another, uh, with a triptan or another medicine, um, sometimes it helps the, the anti-migraine drug itself get absorbed better. We know there's a lot of what doctors call gastric, gastric stasis or gastroparesis, which means the stomach just kind of gets lazy and goes to sleep and doesn't want to function anymore. And that's where the nausea and, and other symptoms come from. But if you use the nausea medication along with it, it can help uh, overcome some of that and enable the sumatriptan version as it uh, pertains to this drug to get into the bloodstream a, a little more efficiently. And then you've got the anti-nausea effect too. So so we're hopeful and uh, it looks like that's you know on track to be approved sometime in 2021. So we have one more medicine we're going to talk about, a uh, older medicine. It's been around a while called Zilocox, excuse me, Zilocoxib. Um, but um, they've changed it a bit for us and, and now it's being tested in people with migraine. It's called DFN15. Uh, please tell us what's new about this one. Sure. So the company that is, uh, has done the research and tried to bring this to market basically took that celecoxib uh, molecule, uh, which is a marketed anti-inflammatory. Uh, it is available in a swallow capsule. Uh, but what they did is they made a, a liquid dose, uh, kind of like a syrup version that, uh, that patients can take. And it uh, being in that liquid form, it gets absorbed you know, more rapidly so you can give a lower dose. And again, it's, it's, it's like a super ibuprofen or a super NSAID type uh, medication. And if you can, uh, studies all, you know, will show from the old Cambia, you know, drug that's on the market and others that if you can get an NSAID into the system uh, quickly and efficiently uh, for many migraine sufferers, or, uh, people experience migraine, they'll, they'll get that uh, result uh, within two hours or, or less, it'll take that headache away or, or cut it in half. And so it, it will have a role uh, and it'll have a high degree of safety and effectiveness. They, the company that sponsors this has already performed their two pivotal trials and their data is before the FDA and being considered. So I expect we'd have a judgment on that within the, within the next year. So by this time next year, we should have that as another treatment option. Uh, as a person who has migraine myself, as someone who has worked in a migraine clinic for many, many years, done all of the studies on all of these new compounds, it's, uh, it's a pretty exciting time. And I've been super happy to be able to talk about these things today and hope that uh, people will you know, keep a uh, watchful eye for these things. And hopefully, you know, talking about them, we'll be able to they can make some more informed decisions about what's coming out and what to talk yeah. to doctors about. 
So I would like to say that I had uh, I had chronic daily migraine from the time I was four, and it wasn't until I was seventeen that I was offered a medicine. Um, so and and that was a trip down, and thank God it was there. But then I wasn't offered anything else for God only knows how long. So this was a lot of information these two uh, episodes put together. And I am so grateful that it was a lot of information. We are so lucky now because, you know, I went most of my life with nothing to treat my migraine. And now we are coming up with so many things. Um, And so if you're a person that's gone forever with nothing that works for you, I bet that time is coming to an end. I bet there's something here that's going to help you. And that is just so exciting. So... Without further ado, I'm going to bring this episode to an end. I'm going to really quickly review that today that was uh, three GPNs we talked about. One of them dissolved and one was for prevention and two were for acute uh, treatment of your migraine. And then we had an IV therapy that was a CGRP blocker that we talked about that uh, is up and coming. And then we talked about two combination therapies and an oral version of an old drug that was silicoxib that's an anti-inflammatory that uh, is being studied for migraine. All of these things are so exciting. So thank you so much for joining us, all of you, and thank you, Dr. Smith. And please join us next week on Heads Up, the weekly podcast of the National Headache Foundation. Bye-bye, everyone.